This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Hey, welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo with Brookside Tax and Financial Group, and I co-host, as always, uh, Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? <laughs> I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me on your show once again, and uh, it's good to be on the Road to Retirement. I love it. Yeah. And uh, you always have some interesting topics for us. Uh, what are we talking about today? So I went out and asked my uh, my millennial, my daughter at home, and I said, hey, oh, wow. uh, I got a show tomorrow, and uh, what do you want to hear? Because, uh, you know, we, we've done a million topics, and she goes, what about exchange-traded funds? And I'm like, wow. Wow. For someone who's, yeah. and got to love her because she's, she's, you know, she's not the, you know, she wasn't the business major and the accounting major and all the, the financial stuff. Sure. But uh, I thought she'd say Bitcoin as a millennial. <laughs> yeah. I thought she'd say Bitcoin or video game investments. So I, <laughs> you know, so I thought we'd talk about that today. Um, one, there's a really good website. It's kind of informational called ETF.com out there. So if people want to look at that, that's a really good website to uh, just get basic information on it. And, and so, so for our listeners, ETFs have been around, oh, well, it's pretty much since the 90s, uh, maybe mid-90s, and they kind of work like mutual funds. So, so Yeah, what are they? Yeah, so they're a little bit different, and they're um, probably five different areas where they're different. One mostly is the cost. So they're much more efficient than mutual funds. Um, so on a, from a cost basis, um, you could probably get 500 stocks, oops, 500 stocks for three basis points, right? So versus having to go out and buy 500 stocks and paying the commissions and paying the, the, the charges for all that stuff. So like a mutual fund, uh, you know, you can buy one ticker symbol that has for instance, SPY, which is basically following the S&P 500, you get 500 stocks with one ticker symbol. You wouldn't have to go out and buy 500 stocks on your own. So they are more efficient that way, and it, and it leads to uh, diversification, right? So you, especially when you're first starting out, you don't have tons of money. You, like if you had to go out and, and want to do the research and buy 500 stocks, which would be kind of crazy, right? Um you could buy one ticker symbol and get 500 stocks in one. So if you buy, you know, SPY or any of the 500 um, S&P 500 funds, you're getting a little bit of all those those shares. But I think sure. there's actually maybe 507 in the S&P 500, believe it or not. But <laughs> so the advantage is not having to invest in, in pick individual stocks. Right. You just pick right. uh, and uh, a, a traded fund, an ETF. And you're in a bunch of them. You are. You are. You're in a bunch of them, and they're and so how they build them on the back end is they're not paying all the different type of brokerage fees to 
I mean, what, Tony, if you went and tried to buy even 20 stocks, right? You're either going to pay a you're going to pay somebody to, to do it for you unless you really knew what the heck yeah. you're doing, right? So, right. So right. you're going to, so it's much cheaper to just be able to pick um, one and, the, and their chassis are, are built a little differently. One, uh, one thing that's neat about them is they have just trans, like daily transparency. You could look behind the scenes and see exactly what's in your, your ETF you s- select where a mutual fund, they, they generally probably show that once a quarter, you know, what's it, what's in there. Um, so say you pick it. ABC mutual fund, you don't really know behind the scenes when they change everything, they'll probably release that information once a quarter where your, sure. your ETF, you can see it daily for most, most, um, things. So that, so that's good. So, um, you know, things are moving so fast, you know, a quarter, it's a long, I don't want to say it's long term, but a lot could happen in one quarter. Right. So, um, it's little, it's nice to be able to, um, see what's, what's in your mutual, in your ETFs. Now you don't get to pick and choose what's in there because the, the, the organization running the, the ETF is going to pick and choose what's in there. The other thing is kind of neat, which I think people like the most is probably a third reason is, uh, you could trade them at any time of the day. So for our listeners, and I'm not sure how many people know this, when you have a, a mutual fund, it only trades once a day. So that means even if you traded it at 10 o'clock in the morning and you sold it or bought it, it doesn't really happen until the market closes that day. So at four o'clock when the market closes, that's the price you're getting. So it might the price might have been $10 at 10 o'clock, but at, at uh, four o'clock, it's now $12. That's the price you're getting. So they only trade once a day where um, ETFs trade throughout the day. So it's like, it's like a stock. So if you want to buy IBM and you, you put your order in at 10 o'clock and it gets executed probably by 10 one, you have your stock. So, um, what people like about that is one, I can get in when I want, I can get out when I want. So if it is, ha- sure. if you are having a really bad day in the market, um, now this sounds counterintuitive when you're having a really bad day in the market, you probably want to get in. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? Yeah, the whole well, thing you want to buy low, sell high, right? So, right. So, but you know, uh, but yet the statistics show, Chris, as you know, that uh, hardly anybody yeah. ends up doing yeah, because, that, right? You, <laughs> yeah, because you, you know, you buy emotionally, so the market's tanking. Everyone, right, and for the most part, people are like, "I got to get out." Now, let me for the listeners, um, you know, just think about like, say, you want to buy IBM stock. Right, and IBM's trading. I don't know what it's trying. Just let's say it's trading at a hundred dollars, and you want to buy some stock. Now, I don't know if you know, like you don't buy it from IBM. So IBM, when they did their their launch and they have their their initial public offering, and whenever they offer stock and they're releasing more stock, you're buying from IBM. But after that, you're actually buying from someone else. So Tony, I want to buy a hundred shares of IBM. I think it's time to buy. Tony Shore thinks it's time to sell. He he sells a, a hundred shares in IBM, and I buy a hundred shares of IBM. So, it, sure, for everyone who's thinking it's time to buy, someone thinking it's time to sell. So, right, right. So don't you know when you go to buy shares, you're not necessarily buying it from the company. You're buying it from someone else who just sold shares. Right. So right. So it's out there in the market. So um, through a third party. Yeah, through a third party. Yeah. You know, through a, some type of uh, exchange or through. A, um, you know, broker deal like Schwab or TD Ameritrade or something like that. So, sure. so 
Um, they also are a little more tax efficient. That's one of the um, benefits of an ETF. And the, the way they're structured, they're able to sell off their low basis uh, stocks. You know, they can pick and choose internally which which basis. So if they have a thousand shares of IBM and some they paid five dollars for and some they paid a hundred dollars for, they they can pick and choose. Uh, which ones to sell off. So it becomes a little more tax efficient. And a lot of- Ah, okay, I get it. And a lot of the um, ETFs are, um, as you say, they're, you know, they're they're index-based. So if they're looking at the S&P 500, um, they don't trade that often, right? So as as you're index-based, you're just following the index. You're not really trading- as much as if you you know had actively traded portfolio, when you have an actively traded portfolio, there may be uh, it may be less tax efficient because there's there's a lot of trades going on. So some you're going to win on, some you're going to lose on, and all the timing and all that kind of stuff. So every time you buy and sell, there's a potential for there's a capital a fee, gain, typically. right? Or yeah, a capital tax, loss, yeah. right? So so you want to be efficient in there. Um, and the diversification is is really incredible because a lot of ETFs are very segmented. So if you want to buy, like if you want an ETF.com and use their screener, and I want to buy um, an ETF that just deals with the airlines, you you could be that narrow. Like, and there's one out there called Interesting. One, I yeah, didn't know there's that. one out there called Jets that we have some people in. So I thought ETFs mainly just had whatever was in a particular index, like you know S and P five hundred. No. But you can actually, yeah, you can be, you can actually uh, really narrow it down. Yeah. I want just technology yeah, stocks you can get, or just airlines. So even if you went on the uh, ETF.com and, and looked, at, there's a, a screener and a filter. Like I just opened it up right now, and like if I wanted to, I could click on the box. I want an ETF just deals with airlines. There it is, Jets. So that one has. Uh, uh, basically just U.S. global airlines. So, you know, it's really segmented. So, and some people are like, look, I want to have, uh, maybe you want to do um, lithium batteries, right? So there's an ETF out there that you can just, you can pick that has, you know, lithium batteries. You can have one that uh, um, maybe it's in biotech or, or, or it can, you can get very specific or you could get very broad. So you can pick a, a fund that has, the S&P 500, you can, you can get a fund that has the S&P 1000. I mean, you can, so you can, you can get as big or as, as narrow as you want. And, you know, maybe you can find a little niche that you like. Some people might want environmentally friendly companies, right? So you can really narrow this down to, um, like here's one carbon credits. Who is, who is a, a company that is just doing carbon credits? I mean, it's just kind of, kind of unique and in, in that how, narrow you can get. So if you want to invest in a certain particular industry, like you, maybe you just want to do banking or what do you think is the next, um, um, I mean, I mean, if you go, it, it's amazing how, how narrow you can get. So we had one that, um, just dealt with railroads because we thought with everything going on that, you know, there's gonna be a lot of, uh, supply chain going through the rails. So you can pick one just has railroad companies in it versus having to pick by, 10 different railroad companies, you could buy one fund that has the 10 companies in it. Right. So. Sure. So, sure. That makes sense. So, um, so 
I, but I think because they're more nimble that you could sell them during the day versus waiting at the four o'clock. Um, a lot of money managers, even, even gradient uses a lot of ETFs to make those portfolios happen. So, um, sure. So they're, they're a good base. So if you want to first start with, um, maybe like an index fund, large cap fund, or, and you want to get a good base and then you can also, then select certain areas. You might have something, maybe you want a cannabis stocks or you want, you, you're, you're thinking that there's a certain industry or sector of the economy or the globe. You want to just invest in companies that are in China. You want to invest in companies that are in South America, things like that. So you can get very um, um, selective on geographic areas where you want to go or industries. Wow. So, wow. so there's a lot of, uh, there's probably about, 25, 2600 ETFs out there. So you can get really selective. You know, there's healthcare. So, um, it, it's, it's, it's really, really neat. So, I mean, it's, it's a good uh, website just to, I, I don't think they're selling anything on that website, but it's just a good, you know, it's, they're not a broker dealer or anything like that. That's just really sure. informational. So ETF.com is a good one. Um, yeah. So uh, go out there well, and look at that. Uh, well, it sounds like there are a lot of pros to ETFs. I mean, you you know, it sounds like liquidity, you can reduce volatility. Right. Um, now, it, yeah, the, you can use market orders. Yeah. I mean, why then uh why why would someone use a money market over an ETF or well, are there any cons to an well, ETF? Well, con- I mean, look, there's still risk. Right. So, sure. I mean, well, yes. So it's not yes. like uh this is going to be risk-free that, you know, you, you pick it and it's going to go up. So um, right. So you have the same ri- because at the end of the day, all the ETFs and all the mutual funds are buying the same. I don't know how many people on a stock exchange, but maybe twenty thousand companies on the stock exchange. Sure. One way or another, they're buying parts of those, right? So it's a, it's just a different wrapper. So, um, like uh, here here's some on robotics, right? So you can. You can look at, there's one from on, on artificial intelligence. So companies are de- dealing with artificial intelligence. There's one just on a company does 3D printing. So that you could get as nar- very narrow. So a lot of, you know, suggestion would be like get a good base. And then if you want to dabble in some narrow ones, uh, dabble in those. But I wouldn't, you know, have your, your 80% of your money in all these, uh, these little tangents out there because, you know. Oh, yeah. You know the other the other issue with being very narrow is you can get very volatile, right? That industry can turn. You know, like we were we sure were the talk- more narrow yeah. you get with the ETF, the more volatility. You right. Could so probably- we we were talking off air about um, electric cars. Right? Oh yeah. And you know, so electric cars is look they're they're going to happen, right? Everyone's having them, but that industry yep. is broken up into. Um, not just electric cars, but all the, all the components of the electric cars, the batteries, the artificial intelligence, the lithium, the, all the other, um, minerals that go into them. So there are, um, yep. there are ETFs that, that deal with, you know, semiconductors, uh, all, again, you can get as, as broad or as narrow as you want. So I think people like them that way because when normally when you pick a mutual fund, it's called the blue moon, moon mutual fund. Yeah. I don't know what's in that. Right. I got to delve behind the scenes, look at all the holdings. And then a lot of the holdings are, you know, all the big companies and, um, 
one issue that we've run into with when people have a lot of mutual funds, and it could happen on the ETFs too, but is what we call overlap. So you might have six different mutual funds that you bought over time. And when you really, you know, peel back the onion, you see that they, look, they all got Google, they all got Amazon, they all got Microsoft, they all have IBM. That So you, you know, you've purchased those companies six times where, you know, you could have just went out and bought the companies themselves. So you could have just bought those six companies on your own and not had to pay all the fees related to the mutual funds and the, and the money managers and things like that. So, so when you someday, you know, you have to look and we, and we do this for our clients and, and grading helps us too. the back office there is we grab all their mutual funds and we say, okay, what do they really own? And we, we have a, a, we call a stock intersection report that says, look, I don't know if you know this, but you got, 12 different mutual funds that you bought over time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just life just happened. You know, you bought one one year, you had a different job here. You bought another one, tried another one. But under under the, you know, we peel back all the layers, you have basically 15 different companies you've bought 10 times. So why don't we be a little more efficient, either use an ETF that has similar companies, or why don't we just buy those companies themselves and get rid of all the overlap? So... So, uh, so ETFs help, uh, a couple things, you know, you don't need a lot of money to buy an ETF. Like you don't need a hundred grand to open up an ETF account where some of our, um, some of our portfolios, you need more money to get into that portfolio because we might be buying a hundred different companies, right? Where an sure. ETF, you can, like, you can go buy a, um, S and P 500 one and you'll have, 500 companies at once. You could get, you can, you can get narrow. You might want just the S&P 100. So, which is the top 100 stocks, which would be all the, you know, the Googles and the Microsofts and all the, all the big companies. And you can get, uh, you know, if you, you can say, I don't want the big companies. I want the small cap company. I want the smaller startup companies that may have more, um, opportunities to grow faster. But on the flip side, you can understand those, those smaller companies generally can go under faster too, right? So Google, like yeah. Google's not going anywhere, right? But XYZ Blue Moon Company, even though they have a hot product today, they could be out of business tomorrow because somebody else has a you know a better mousetrap. So so there is risk. So you don't have, you know, I'm not saying there's not any, there's the same risk of the market. Look, you're in the market. So unless you're out of the market or you're buying some type of annuity with some type of protection on it, there's always going to be risk in the market, whether it's stock bond, um, even opportunity risk. We talk about people don't understand that. So opportunity risk is basically, let's say you have a, um, <clears throat> you have money. Like, do you mean, do you mean opportunity loss? Yeah. Yeah. yeah because Same thing. Well, yeah. say for instance, you have, uh, um, $10,000 in the bank. Let's use a number, $100,000 in the bank, and they're paying you 1%. And it's safe, and you like it, and it's safe. But you could have probably went and got a index annuity that might made you 3%, which is little or same risk. And you say, well, I didn't pay anything. I said, well, you did. You paid $2,000 to be at that bank that year. They're like, I didn't pay anything. Yeah, you did, indirectly, because you could have made 3000 somewhere <laughs> yeah. else. Opportunity right. loss so or risk. A lot of yeah. people don't understand that. They're like, I didn't pay anything. Like you did pay something indirectly. Even when people sure. buy um, um, some index annuities, now we use those primarily for safety and some 
competitive interest rates, and they're they're I think they're miss um um I don't say diagnosed, but people well misunderstood yeah because yeah. because the the general uh, media out there wants to compare them to the S and P five hundred, and like you, that's. That's not app- yeah. that's not apples to apples because the person yeah. got into this because they didn't want to take the risk of the S and P five hundred. So yeah, you know, look, your your interest might be based on the S and P five hundred, but at the end of the day, you're not in the S and P five hundred. You're just getting interest. But right. when the S and P, you know, does thirty, and you get five that year, did you pay twenty five percent? You didn't physically pay the 25%, but the opportunity cost was 25%. Sure. So, but you got to um, measure that with how much risk you want to take. So, yeah, but when the S&P goes up 30% in a year, who makes, uh, who, what investor out there made 30% that year? What, what investor makes as much as the S&P? Yeah, I mean, does? I mean, if you were in it the whole year, you would, <laughs> but, but then, you know, and we talked about this on those shows, you really can't time the market, you know, there's, yeah. Lots of studies that you you can't just keep jumping in and out. You just you got to be in and, and for the long haul and you know pick quality yep. pick quality companies. You know your base should be really good quality companies. And if you want to dabble with ten or twenty percent of your money in in other things, then then so be it. But um, trying to trying to chase returns, we we never pick uh, investments basing on you know, trying to chase returns because at the end of the day you're gonna get you know you're gonna get bit on that stuff. So. Um, quality companies, dividend paying companies, uh, you know, get the stalwarts and then, and then dabble with other stuff. And so ETFs are good for this, this niche type of market stuff you want. Like, what if you want to just do, um, companies that are on aerospace so you can get very narrow again. So we, we like those when people, someone came in to me the other day and says, Hey, I would like to in, in invest in a company. It's just, is, you know, artificial intelligence is not going away can we find one with artificial intelligence? So we did a little screen, found one with artificial intelligence, and uh, we did that. And, and the same guy said, hey, I'd like to invest in uh, the, you know, the whole uh, electric cars thing, but I don't know how to invest in. Can I, can I be, can we just invest in the companies that make the batteries? Yes. And then can we, can we invest in the companies that just mine the lithium? Yes. So, Again, it's it's really it's really neat space to uh, look at ETFs. So, for everyone out there, I don't know how far we are in our show. I didn't, uh, I didn't look, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just been rambling. But hopefully, Nicole, you're listening, and uh, um, you can uh, actually she can actually uh, give us a little comment or rank us or something on on one of those. Tony, what where are we at? Spotify? Where else are we at? Yeah, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, you can find us there or on your website. Yeah, so, right. So I think uh, we don't have too many comments out there. So, but maybe Nicole could throw a comment out for us. But be nice. Well, you should have nice, her Nicole. on the show to give <laughs> us should, some yeah. feedback. someday. Yeah. I'll just have her on the show. Yeah, get a different perspective from the millennials. You know that. There you go. I like that idea. So, well, Chris, great topic today. Obviously, ETFs are an important part of investing that a lot of people are utilizing, and there's a lot of options out there. Uh, but before you invest in anything, you need to be working with a financial professional, a financial services professional like yourself, because like you said, you have reports you can run based on uh, that person's particular situation, because it, what works for one person isn't going right. to work for another. It, it, right. Right. And, you know, from even from a compliance standpoint, we want to 
we first start off, we tell, look, every, I got to get your risk score. You know, we, we call it color money and you could get it on our website, but, um, like I need to know if you're super aggressive or super, um, you know, conservative or somewhere in between. So if you come in your scores, a, a 50 out of a hundred, maybe you're right in the middle, but I don't want to invest you like you're a 90. Right. So we, we want to be, um, and the younger kids are uh, generally more aggressive, which they should be because they're young and they got time. And the people who are in retirement who, uh, who've saved a nest egg are, are generally more conservative. Um, and then there's, the, there's the unique ones that have uh, plenty of income and plenty of money. So you have two half of the brains. Uh, one brain says, uh, look, we got plenty of money. We can afford the risk. Let's take it. And the other half of the, the brain says, um, we have plenty of money. We don't need to take the risk. Right. So some, uh, somewhere in between. Sure. And that's usually the wife. And at the end of the day, exactly. the wife's going to win out. So, yes. So uh, we always have. So when we, we do planning, like you have to show up with your spouse because you just have to, because you're not making these decisions without your spouse. And, and generally, you know, I don't want to be sexist or anything. So um, generally the, the wife controls that issue. So, um, yeah, true. So this is true. Good that show. If you true. need, if you need to get a hold of us, uh, 440-886-3550 or our website, brooksidetax.com. Um, come in for, um, you know, we have those free uh, strategy sessions. We'll review stuff for you. you know, we don't charge people for those cause we don't even know if we can help them, but if we can, um, then, then we'll be glad to help you. If we can't, then I, you know, we'll shake hands and go on your merry way. All right. Sounds good, Chris. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Christopher Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.